There is nothing creepier than music box music when you aren't expecting music box music. It's like a child's laugh. A child's laugh is all about context. At the park, fine. Alone in your house, not great. I was unpacking my stuff and a music box started playing from somewhere inside of the storage container. It's a wind-up music box. But then all music boxes are, by default, haunted. I'm on hold right now. Right now. I've spent the better part of the last two hours trying to get Cox Communications to fix the ceiling that their technician fell through. And I have to say Cox Communications, not Cox, because I don't want any misunderstandings. My ceiling was penetrated by Cox. Hal says the only thing worse than being on hold is having to talk to someone. He's not wrong. So far, I've called twice, talked to two technicians in person, and contacted online tech support twice. All of them say the same thing, that someone will call me. No one has called me. This is a war of attrition. And it's funny that Twitter is the best way to get immediate customer service today. I mean, it isn't always helpful customer service, but if you want to get their attention, they're right there. It's like companies have had a universal, oh shit, they're watching moment. Bluehost once deleted my entire account, and to be fair, it was mostly my fault. I'd had an account with them for six years and hosted something like 26 websites on it, but my credit card expired. I was in the middle of yet another move at the time, so I didn't notice. So after my payment was 14 days late, they deleted everything I had hosted on their servers for six years. Fair enough. Again, my fault. But I just contacted them asking them if they could restore the data because I knew that the data was there. And they told me that they don't keep backups on any customer data, which was a lie, and I knew it. And anyone who knows me knows how relentlessly polite I am to just about anyone, to a fault. But the CSR immediately started getting an attitude with me, stating that nothing would have happened if you could just pay your bills, and HostGator may keep your data, but you didn't sign up with HostGator, now did you? Anyway, a single tweet and Bluehost suddenly had all of my data restored and my account paid through the month. I still switched back to HostGator, but the thought was there, as was the theoretically non-existent data. Very few people know that I actually attended an all-girls Catholic school. Very few people know this because I only attended for four days before being kicked out because they thought I was possessed. And that's not an edgy teenage goth story, this is a story of administrative incompetence. My mother stopped sending me to school when I was in sixth grade. This is entirely legal as long as you claim that the child is homeschooled, which I was not. I was actually locked in a room with an old organic chemistry textbook and a few books on learning Latin. Also, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. All of this explains the human you witness before you today. Now, when I wasn't working, she tried to send me to 7th grade and 8th grade sporadically, but it never worked, because by then I was so incredibly apart from my peers. Not behind of, or ahead of, just apart. So finally, she decided to send me to an all-girls Catholic school for ninth grade, just because. It sounded like a good idea at the time. And I lasted four days. And I can tell you what these four days consisted of. The first day was an orientation where we learned not about our schedule, but about the coupon books that we were supposed to sell from door to door to raise money for God. God needs a lot of money. He does. These coupon books were $100 a piece and we would be rated on how many we would sell. This was, by the way, not some charity school or something. This school cost something like $8,000 a year to attend. Oh my god, I am still on hold. Anyway, so the first four days were really about acclimating to this entire process. 
And halfway through every day was a prayer session, which involved singing bizarrely preschoolish songs that I think were just made up on the spot by the chorus conductor. Lyrics included, God made things green, God made lima beans. Now, I have nothing against religion. I think religion is great in moderation just like anything else. But at the same time, I had no basis for this. My family came from Italy, but we had been locally excommunicated when my grandmother married a Buddhist. And if anything, I had been raised in a Buddhist culture. So it wasn't that I didn't like religion, it was that I was just plunged into something that I had no context or understanding of. So on the fourth day, feeling overwhelmed and lost, I tried to call my mother to pick me up and take me home. And I know now that I was having a panic attack, but back then I just felt nausea and a sense of foreboding. But the school principal refused to let me call my mom and instead walked me to the nurse's office where the nurse asked me a variety of questions about how I was feeling, and then she insisted that I go to my next class. I told her not only that I couldn't, but that I wouldn't, and later a psychologist would explain to me that this is social anxiety. Social anxiety sometimes makes it so that something that seems normal to someone else is an insurmountable task. So I asked again to be allowed to call my mother, and rationally the school called the police. And this is how I know that I wasn't messing up, because when the police got there, five officers in total, they couldn't do a thing. And this was a time when, like, Columbine was happening. They told the school that I wasn't doing anything illegal or even disruptive, that I appeared to be ill, and that it was not legal to keep me there or refuse me contact with my mom. So consequently, the school then decided that I was possessed. That's right, the school administrator decided that I was possessed. They took me to an emergency psychiatric ward, in which the on-call psychologist asked me one question. Are you pregnant? And I said no. That was the only question they asked. Meanwhile, the counselor was in the waiting room, and by now they had begun to realize that she was saying that she believed I was possessed, not that I believed I was possessed, because they were under the misapprehension that I was the crazy one. So anyway, that's why I ended up getting my GED at 15. Okay, I can't get over this. Cox just answered the phone with me after being on hold for an hour. And here's what they told me. Again, I'm waiting on them to fix a hole that they busted through my ceiling. The supervisor jumps on the phone and tersely says the following. We don't have any updates for you. We just send out a form to the claims department. The claims department gets the form. They will make contact with you. I can't tell you when. It could be three days to three weeks. We don't know their schedule, how many claims they have or where they are at, or where they are at. So obviously I ask, how can I contact the claims department? And here's what she tells me. You can't. We can only contact them via form. There's no way to contact them. Surely they have a number, I say. No, they aren't a call center. Well, I'm not a call center. I'm not a call center, but I still have a phone number. Who are these people? How do they get paid? Are they vigilantes that can only be communicated with via signal cast into the night sky? What is the situation here? They aren't a call center. There is no number to call. There is just a form. I don't know what kind of dystopian papers please universe the Cox people are living in, but apparently the CSRs and Cox Damage Department can only communicate with each other via form. Here is a direct quote from this Cox representative. They can only call out. We can't call in. Alright guys, have a fantastic weekend. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central and follow me on Twitter at JKiloIndia. You can even watch me yell at Cox.